This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. Tune in for Born to Win with Ronald L. Dart right here on WCNO 89.9 FM every Sunday morning at 7. And we'll talk about whether you were born to lose or born to win. And visit us online at borntowin.net. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly served the United States Marine Corps and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell or rent a home, a first-time home buyer or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. So now when we say, 
the law of Moses, or we say the Levitical law, we're talking really about this code of conduct. We're talking about the code of conduct, the law that was in the Old Testament. That's what we refer to when we say the law. Everybody say the law. The law. Hallelujah. The law. We're referring to the code of conduct established by Moses. We've all heard of Ten Commandments, right? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not have over the gods before me. Amen. Everybody knows about the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20. That's the law of Moses. Later it got, gets explain, expanded from the, the, the Mosaic law into the Levitical law. And the Levitical law really gets kind of carried away into a whole bunch of crazy stuff that traditions of men got involved in and really just kind of ruined the law. You know, and we see that all taking place when Jesus was alive. They gotten so crazy. When Jesus said, you know, you, you, you tithe on the mint and you tithe on this, and he goes, but you, you treat people like, you know, doo-doo. What's wrong with you? You're talking about what you're giving, but you ain't living right. Because they got bound up in the Levitical law. But God gave these laws to the children of Israel basically to keep them separate from the influence of the world so that the bloodline could remain pure because through that bloodline there was a prophecy that was given in the garden that the Messiah or the Savior or the second Adam would come. And when he would come, he would set all things straight. Amen? Amen. So that's what we refer to when we say the law. Everybody say the law. Now, when we talk about the law of sin and death, we're not talking about the law. We're talking about a law. Everybody say a law. There's a difference between the law and a law. There's lots of laws, but there is the law, the Mosaic law. Amen. And what it says is, is if we break the law, then we fall under another law called the law of sin and death, which is a law. And then that law begins to take effect of our lives because we broke the law. Come on, there's a consequence to breaking the law. One of the consequences is the law of sin and death begins to take effect on our lives. And the law of sin and death says that if I break the law, then there is a price for you to pay. You got to pay up, baby. Come on, touch somebody and say, you got to pay up when you break the law. You say, why? Well, that's the way the law of sin and death works. Hmm? So how many of you know Jesus comes along in the New Testament and he institutes this other law, this new law? This law that nobody's never heard of. And it's called the law of grace. Come on. We were singing about it this morning. <laughs> amazing grace. Amen. In God's grace, amazing. So amazing. Amen. Now watch this. When I begin to understand that the law that comes by grace through Christ Jesus sets me free from the law of sin and death, then I begin to walk into an area of freedom in my life in whatever area that was bringing sin and death. I come under grace. I mean, how many think grace is a good thing? Hmm? Woo! And I realize that this new law supersedes the law of sin and death. So now when I break the law, something else comes in. Woo! Not sin and death. What comes in? Grace. <laughs> Number one, the purpose of sin. Everybody say the purpose. I mean, sin has a purpose. The purpose of sin is to kill you. Isn't that just so basic? Just to kill you, separate you from God, to take you out of the presence of God, to, to destroy your life. Sin has a purpose, amen? And if that's true, this new law that comes by God's grace will set you free from the purpose of the law of sin and death. It sets you free from that purpose. So if the purpose is to kill you, you want to get free from being killed, don't you? I mean, His grace saved you, right? And what we say, I got saved by grace, saved by grace, came through faith, saved by grace. 
It was his favor. The law of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. It sets us free from the purpose of the law and sin and death. I mean, no, sin is a disease. The Bible refers to sin as a sickness. It, is, it refers to it as a disease. It came from the devil. It was allowed into mankind through the disobedience of Adam. Isn't that right? We learned about that last week. And the purpose of this disease, the purpose of any disease, the purpose of any sickness is to kill you. Isn't that right? Steal from you. Rob from you. Do you in. Do you over. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, sin is something you do, but how many know sin is not just an action word? Sin is also a noun. Hmm? There's an act of sin, and it has a result that brings death. So what we understand is that sin is also a disease that eats at the inside of mankind. It eats at the inside of humanity. And that purpose is to destroy life. It's the purpose is to kill us. Amen? So really, you could just replace the word sin with disease, because that's really what it is. It's a sickness. It's a disease. And this disease gets into the fiber of humanity. It got there when Adam would disobey God and it entered into mankind. And this disease is still working. Amen. And the law of death at that point when Adam disobeyed God, the law of sin and death entered into mankind. He said, if you eat of that tree, you're going to die. That word death right there and that translation means to be separated. If you eat of that tree, you're going to be separated from me. You're not going to have no right to walk with me in the garden. We're not going to be able to have communication. We're not going to be able to fellowship. You're not going to be able to have the victory that I planned for you. You're not going to live forever anymore. You're going to, this body that I gave you is going to die. It's going to go back to dirt. If you eat from that tree, that's what's going to happen to you. I mean, we bury people when they die, but they don't cease to exist. Isn't that right? They just get separated from us. Amen. I, I've been to a lot of funerals. I've never seen nobody get up out of the coffin at a funeral and say, please don't talk about me like that. Hmm? I thought some of them might after some of the things I heard at some funerals. But I've never seen it. Why? Because they've been separated from us. They've moved into another dimension. Their, their body's there. It's dead. It's not alive. They don't hear what you're saying anymore. But they have not ceased to exist. They've just been separated from this realm. They've been separated from us. Isn't that right? And that's what sin does. It separates mankind from God. That's the purpose of sin. To bring death. To separate us from God. So how many recognize the purpose of sin is just to separate us from God? That disease wants to kill us. It wants to separate us from God and bring death to our life. Death is separation from God. And watch this. When you do sin, you give Satan the authority to use some things against you. To separate you from God. Hmm? Because sin has a whole bag of tricks that comes with it. Amen? And the main tool that Satan uses to separate mankind from God is shame. Somebody say shame. 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 I used to go to this church and a woman would always go, oh, shame. Every time I did say, oh, shame. That's like a little comment. I used to say, why do you keep saying that to me? I want to, oh, shame. I ain't done nothing wrong. Don't shame me. What are you talking about? Shame. Oh, it's just a saying. Well, don't say it. Say it to somebody else. <laughs> Come on. That's the trick that the devil uses. He wants to put shame on you. Amen? You ever hear anybody go, shame on you? They're trying to get you to recognize you did something wrong. Isn't that right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So sin's purpose is to get us to mess up. It's to get us to move over in the shame. When Adam and Eve messed up, look what happened. Shame came in. They got a shame. When shame came in, they did two things. They covered up their nakedness. Hmm? Not their sin. They didn't cover up their sin. They covered up their nakedness. Because God didn't even say being naked was a sin. They didn't know it was sin. They just covered up their nakedness. They got, 
They got ashamed. They covered themselves. And, and God said, I didn't even say that was a bad deal to be naked. Why are you covering yourself up? Why are you covering that up? Who told you you were naked? What's nakedness? Hadn't even been in their vocabulary before. But all of a sudden, shame entered. And, and this is what happened. They ate from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. So they thought they knew what good and evil was. And what they thought was wrong, they covered it up. Come on, somebody. Is everybody okay? Is everybody following this all right? Hmm? So they tried to cover it. That's the first thing we do. Is they try to cover it. We want to cover it, don't we? The next thing we do is we try to hide it. We're going to cover it and we're going to hide it from God. <laughs> How many know that when you mess something up, it's human nature to cover it up? You just play it off. You're going to play it off like it never did happen. It's in our nature. We were at Disney on um, Friday, and Jesse, man, she's really just getting a little personality on her. She is something else. We were at Disney, and we were at the Contemporary Hotel, and we went up the escalator to get to the uh, monorail. There was a long line, and Michael was trying to get her to walk through the thing to come around, and uh, she wouldn't go. No, no, no. She started backing up. No, bitching a fit. So he's pulling her through, and he pulls her up there, and she, he lets go, and she just sits on the floor, flops back, and starts screaming. And everybody's standing in line. And then there was like all these people coming in behind us. And she looked over the top of her head. She saw all them people behind her. And she stopped screaming. And she just kind of laid there and started playing it off like she meant to lay down. Like she was. And then she started just kind of laying there like, ha, ha, ha. Like, look at her playing that off. Playing it off. Trying to hide. Trying to cover that up. Her little bad actions. You ain't got to have nobody teach you how to hide it and cover it up. We just do that, don't we? That's, <laughs> that's in our nature. And we, try, we just try to hide it, amen? And we, we, a lot of times we hide stuff because we don't want anybody to know how bad we really messed up. We're afraid somebody's going to think less of us, amen? Woo, how many know, realize that Jesus is the answer? Amen? I've heard people say, I can't go to church. If I go to church, the place will burn down. Or the walls will fall in on me if I show up for church. Hmm? Some people don't want to come to church because they, they don't have the right clothes. Well, I ain't got nothing to wear. I don't, I don't got nothing to wear. And they mean that literally. But how many know that's a really spiritual, that's a spiritual condition? That they're saying that. The, the mental condition is, is they're saying, I don't have the right stuff to look good to everybody. And I don't have the right stuff to look good to God. So I'm not coming to church. Hmm? So, so we put on our own clothes. And Adam and Eve put on some itchy fig leaves over some place. You weren't supposed to have itchy fig leaves. Hmm? And ever since then, man, God's been, mankind's been trying to hide it and cover it up. Isn't that right? God was in the garden looking for them. And they're hiding from God. He finds them and they start blaming each other. Adam blames Eve. Eve blames the devil. The devil made me do it. Amen. And how many know today it's still somebody else's fault? Hmm? All you got to do is corner somebody at this school on any given day and say, why'd you do that? But, 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 but he, but, 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 but she, but, 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 but they, but, 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 but you. I mean, it's getting bad, this generation. There is no personal responsibility for anything anybody does wrong. Why'd you get a zero on that test? Well, it wasn't my fault. Well, you didn't take out a piece of paper and a pen and take the test. What do you mean it wasn't your fault? Well, I wasn't ready for it. Well, you had two weeks to get ready, but I didn't study. Well, why didn't you study? Because she wouldn't let me. Well, why wouldn't she let you? Because she wanted me to go off with her and play around. Well, what, do you, what, what does that have to do with me? Why didn't you? What ain't, what ain't my fault I got a zero. I think you need to let me take it over. Come on. 
Y'all know, y'all think I'm crazy? We hear that every day. I've heard some of the best excuses. Stephanie will tell you, in the high school especially, I've heard some of the best excuses. I mean, some of them are extraordinarily talented. Some of them have a career in Hollywood waiting on them as a writer. Hmm? Oh, Jesus. So what happened? Shame entered into the garden and entered into humanity. And from the garden until what we did last week, shame has been dominating mankind. And shame's a two-edged sword. How many know shame's a two-edged sword? There's one side that's superiority and there's the other side that's inferiority. It works on both sides of the sword. People come off in, 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 in being superior. Superiority is what the devil uses to get us convinced that we're okay. Well, ain't nothing wrong with me. That's just the way I am. That's the way my daddy was and his daddy before him. That's the way it always be. And God knows how I am. No, 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 no. Woo. Come on. Mm. Come on, I got it all together. And they say that, and I've got it all together. And that's, what I, and that's how they use it to manipulate other people because they, feel like they, they make you feel like they got it all together and they don't. So now you got to do what they say, and then they drag you into a codependent relationship. Next thing you know, you're both dysfunctional. Hmm? We don't know nothing about that, do we? Woo. We see it in church. Not this church, but we do see it in church. Mm -hmm. People act religious and all pious, like they got it all together. And, 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 then, and, then, and then they come along and they try to manipulate you into doing whatever they want to do. You know? I've seen it. I've been manipulated by it. I work for this one pastor, man. You couldn't do enough for him. I mean, you could not do enough for the guy. It's like you just felt obligated to like go over his house at 10 o'clock at night and wash his car while he was sleeping. Uh, that's manipulation. Amen. Come on, it comes from a superior kind of an attitude. So who knows what I'm talking about? Amen? And then there's inferiority. On, and it's what people used to manipulate from the nobody loves me camp. You don't know how it is. Will you please pray for me? And their whole objective in asking you to please pray for them is that they just got you feeling sorry for them, so they're asking you to pray for them. Every day. I got something really terrible going on in my life. It's a bad situation. Well, how many bad situations can you have? You've had three every day for the last five months. Will you please pray for me? Yeah, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Oh, good. Wow. If you tell somebody that you're going to pray for them and that fixes the problem and you don't actually have to pray for them, man, you've really done something. Oh, Jesus. But they both come through manipulation, amen, and inferiority and superiority. It's a two-edged sword. People working you over. People manipulating you. People playing on your ability to be merciful. People playing on your ability to be good. Hmm? And it all comes from shame. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Shame will motivate you for a season. And that's why, really why the church has been pretty good at it. Oh, you missed a good one Sunday. The anointing of God was there and everybody got set free, but not you because you weren't there. In other words, shame on you for not showing up at church. Hmm? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Woo. That's really why you got a bunch of know-it-alls in church. They always hype in what they do. Look, them. The anointing of God was flowing through me last night. 
I'm getting my own television show. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Shame and manipulate. And if you loved God, you'd do this. And if you loved God, you'd go there. And if you really cared about this, you'd do that. Come on. <clears throat> Amen. Shame. Somebody say shame. shame. That's really why Christians are very emotional and probably need bipolar medication because we live like yo-yos, up and down, up and down. Ooh, y'all know I'm kidding, right? Amen. But a lot of times we live that way in the church, and because we live that way, we really believe that's the way God is. We believe God does us that way, amen? We think God is like this twisted, superior being with a big stick in one hand up in heaven getting ready to whop us on the head when we do something wrong or when we say something that's out of place, waiting just to go, don't you mess up, boy. I'm, you've been serving the Lord for three months. Don't you even think about that. I mean, that is not a picture of God. He's not up in heaven waiting to let you have it. Hmm? Amen? So the question is, is how do I live a shameless life? How, how does the law of the Spirit set me free from this purpose of sin which separates me from God? And the primary tool that separates me from God that, that the devil uses is shame. How do I get free from that? This law of sin and death. How do I get free from that? The short answer is this. I live a life of no reputation. I live a life of, say that with me. I live a life of no reputation. That's a tough one for a lot of us because we always want somebody to pat us on the back. We need that affirmation. We need that sense of accomplishment. I'm here to tell you, you don't need it. Those are nice to have, but they should not be the driving force of whether you make it in this life or succeed in this life or not. We should give people affirmation. We should love people. We should give them a sense of accomplishment because we love them. Come on. But it's not to meet a need in them. That need should be met by Father God. I have to live a life with no reputation. Listen, the minute that I understand that God loves me and there's no shame in Jesus Christ, God loves me apart from my performance. God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. I said God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. He loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. Come on, somebody. God loves Jason. And it doesn't matter how Jason performs or what Jason does or what he says. God loves him no matter what. Come on. Amen. Woo. The minute we understand that God loves me and there's nothing we can do about it, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter what I say, no matter how bad I am, no matter how good I am, I cannot earn his love. No matter what I do, God loves me. That's his word. Woo. So what does that mean? That means I ain't got to cover anything up. I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to run from God. I, I don't have to blame somebody else for my dysfunction. Well, when I was little, my daddy threw me out the car window in a ditch going 50 miles an hour. Ever since then, I can't ride in a car. Well, get over it. Come on, God can set you free from that. Hmm? See, when we get there, we can really understand that God loves me. He loves me, no matter what. And once I understand that God loves me, 
I can live free from what you think. And what you think cannot put me in bondage. I mean, that's a powerful tool. And the truth is, is about 80% of the Christians alive today don't use the tool. They still live in shame. Shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. What you did. How do you call yourself a Christian? Hmm? Well, God loves me. No matter what. <laughs> call somebody. Think about that. If you could really live free from shame. And realize God loves you no matter what. If you could do that, it would cause you to stop projecting shame on other people around you. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries 
Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. If I go up to the heavens, if I rest in 